0: Hey everyone, welcome to Deal Legamai, the
1: People's Conversation
0: with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here and we have not yet had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Travis Gold and I'm the lead pastor at For the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles.
1: And my name is Kyra Gold. We are married and have an incredible son named Axel who was born in March of 2020.
0: Love you both. On today's episode of Deal Legami, we're finishing off Unhurried the Pace of Grace with day five of five. Woo! If you have missed any episode up to this point, be sure to go back and check those out because there is a lot of saucy nuggets in each of those episodes that have both been (laughs) very challenging. And also very encouraging because God's word is very challenging and also very encouraging.
1: So, so true. In case this is the first episode in the series that you are listening to, we have spent all week unpacking what God teaches us about the gospel, spirit-led, and biblical rhythms of work and rest as modeled by Jesus and taught In his word. Yep. Unhurried the pace of grace. It it hasn't been a space of shame or a place of blame. It's not been about minimizing or exaggerating our suffering trials or weaknesses. Instead, it's simply been a space to be pointed to Jesus Mm -hmm. so that we may go to him. And we've prayerfully sought to expose the contradiction of hasty Christianity, as well as the pride covered hurry up in order to accomplish big things as fast as we can ideology that most of us live, you know, with today, as well as to ruthlessly eradicate the restlessly doing the most as fast as we anxiously can Mm -hmm. and saying it's to please God culture that's plaguing many hearts and minds today. And we've prayed that God in and through this series has brought you deep gospel centered encouragement, Mm. the type of encouragement that cultivates surrender, humility, and a deepening hope and satisfaction in God, bearing the fruit of obedience to him. Right. Because there is something so beautiful that happens when we live in the certitude of hope that's found in Jesus. Mm when we marvel with a deepening awe at his love, when we walk surrendered and submitted to his sovereignty, when we live awakened to the hope and beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we pray that these glorious truths have permeated this week, saturating each day, extinguishing our restlessness in his name.
0: Amen. This Unhurried Week will culminate in our annual one-day retreat for those of you who call for the People's Church home, and for those of you who are listening who do not call FTPC home, we encourage you to take intentional time to participate in active rest, because living unhurried, while necessary for body, soul, and spiritual health, it does not come naturally to us. Many of us sprint from thing to thing, living distracted from our principal pursuit, which is Jesus.
1: So, so true. Well, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode as we will be ending today as we have every day in this series with questions for reflection. And if you have not yet prayed before listening to this episode, please press pause right now and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to apply his word to your heart, bringing fresh revelation and illumination in Jesus name. With all of that being said, let's jump right into day five of This is Unhurried, the pace of grace.
0: Amen. Today's episode is going to be centered around rejoicing, prayer, and thanksgiving. In 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, we read that we are to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. This passage instructs us to rejoice always. Literally, in all times, we are to rejoice. Right. When we look at the word for grace in the New Testament, it is this word charis, which means favor, and it is predominantly speaking to the Lord's favor or the Lord's grace. And the common Greek word for joy, which is the root of rejoice, is this word kara. So we see that joy and grace have a special connection as they share the same root word. Joy, in essence, is awareness of God's grace. That is what joy is. Joy comes by the power of the Holy Spirit when grace is recognized in our lives.
2: Amen.
0: So what does it mean to rejoice? To rejoice means to delight in God's grace. Come on. And we can rejoice always because of His grace.
2: Amen.
0: So again, we are to rejoice always, but then verse 17 comes in with his own one-two combo and tells us to pray continually, to pray unceasingly. Prayer is a means of His grace where we are divinely able to connect intimately with our Almighty Maker, God Himself.
2: Amen.
0: To pray in the New Testament Common Greek is this word, Proyuskamaii. Coming from two words, pros meaning to exchange and uxamai meaning to wish. So prayer literally means to exchange wishes. Prayer then is an interaction with God where we exchange our wishes, our desires with his desires. Right. And as the creation, we should want what our creator desires because he knows us better than we could ever know ourselves. Amen. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 3 says this, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Aren't you just thankful that God is familiar with all of our ways? Amen. So again, we are to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, where to give thanks means to acknowledge that God's grace is good. Amen. And verse 18 concludes this way, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
2: Mm.
0: God's will for you and me in Christ is to rejoice always, Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. What succinct and powerful verses these are that we can use as a mirror to our heart to keep us grounded in his grace and away from our wayward and sinful pride.
2: Amen, amen.
1: Wow, praise God. Similarly, we read in Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. Mm. I will say it again, rejoice. That's good. Verse five, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Amen. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds In Christ Jesus. Amen. Here we see another instruction to rejoice. To rejoice in the Lord always. Mm -hmm. To not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then we will receive the peace of God and he will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. When we look at the totality of scripture, we see that that there is a time for mourning, for grieving, for mm-hmm. sadness. Paul here isn't saying that as Christians, we need to deny or never, ever feel sadness or grief or pain. Yeah, I oftentimes personally find the Psalms to be very helpful in putting words to the inner cries of my heart yeah. when it comes to those times of, of despair. Mm hmm. But he is saying that we are to rejoice in the Lord always as a matter of obedience, Mm. not primarily a matter of feeling. That's good. It is a command that we must, by the power and work of his spirit, intentionally obey. Mm. We rejoice as a matter of contentment. Wow. No matter the circumstances. Yep. Which is what Paul's talking about in Philippians chapter four. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? By viewing our trials through the lens of his word and by prayer. Mm. And we can do these things by the grace of God and the working of his spirit on our hearts. Mm. Prayer is non-negotiable. Right. If I were to rank the top two spiritual disciplines, I would rank them as scripture reading and prayer because you cannot faithfully engage in any other spiritual discipline without these two. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful depictions of prayer, at least in my personal opinion, that we see in the word of God actually comes from Ephesians chapter six. Yeah, It's easy to miss when we're talking about, you know, our struggle not being against flesh and blood, about being strong in the Lord and his mighty power and putting on the full armor of God. But if you take a hu- unhurried look, if you take an unhurried look at verses 17 and 18, you see something awe provoking. We read verse 17 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests Mm. with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's
0: people that's good and
1: pray in the spirit Oftentimes we read that part of the sentence as a separate sentence. But if you study what we have of the manuscripts, you will see it as written as one sentence.
0: Mm, that's good.
1: So without fully going into the passage we just read, we see that prayer is the power that wields the weapons of warfare. Mm. That wields the weapons of the spiritual armor that we are given through Christ. That's good. Going back to Philippians chapter four, verses four through seven, when we get to this word thanksgiving, we see that by the power and work of his spirit, we can receive a joy of gratitude versus being consumed by an anxiety of want. Mm. And as we acknowledge our helplessness in and through prayer, God helps us see that it is grace as Trav was just talking about, that it is grace and grace alone that makes this kind of peace that transcends all understanding possible in and for each of us. Joy, in turn, is a gift of God administered to the souls of those who trust in Christ. Amen. And prayer, is, as Trav was just sharing, is a dialogue between God and his people. And I pray that each of us listening would understand the power of prayer, the indispensability of prayer. Mm. That we would not pray prayers in an attempt to impress others or in a long winded attempt to try to manipulate God, because our understanding of prayer will correspond to our understanding of God.
0: That's good and very true.
1: Dear friend, do not be discouraged. The ironies of prayer are evident. God being all-knowing knows our needs and yet he instructs us to ask. Mm -hmm. God in his perfect love, grace, and mercy is ready to answer and yet he calls us to patiently persist, to patiently endure. Mm, That's real. And we know that there will be petitions that he does not answer. There will be answered prayers with answers we wish were different. True. But know that prayer will lead to a greater communion with God. Right. And in that greater communion, we have a greater understanding of him and his will. Amen. We must cherish communion with the Father more than our petitions to him.
0: Mm, That's good.
1: Are you willing to receive the joy of gratitude? Mm. Laying down the anxiety of want? Ask God to help you see all that you are to be grateful for in him. Ask God to give you the eyes to see his grace. Yes, Lord. Ask him for his help to rejoice in him alone.
0: Yes, Jesus.
1: I love how the psalmist writes in Psalm 116 verses 5 through 9, which reads, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Mm. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary When I was brought low, he saved me. Verse 7, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Will you remember that he saved you? Mm. Will you see his graciousness now, even in the midst of suffering? even in the midst of the suffering that's been used to train us? Will you endure hardship as discipline, as the writer of Hebrews articulates in chapter 12? That's good. Know that joy is not reserved only for the future when Jesus will be clearly seen at his revelation. We can receive joy today because of the price Christ paid that was really ours that we could have never afforded. Right. We as his followers are given the gift of being loved by him and loving him. Wow. Of being cared for by him and believing in him.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And of seeing him and rejoicing in him now and forever looking forward to an eternal glory to come.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And now we're going to move into a time of some questions for reflection. Uh, we have a, f- a few additional ones to go alongside the ones that we asked throughout the episode. Starting with the first two questions, as always.
0: Question number one. What is God revealing to you about himself and his character in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, Philippians 4, verses 4-7, through 7, and the other verses referenced in this episode?
1: Question number two. How has God brought encouragement to you through his word in this episode? How has he brought challenge to you through these verses? What specifically is he confronting?
0: Question number three. Are you spending unhurried time each day praying to God and calling upon his name in communion with him? Are your petitions or communion the heart of your prayers?
1: Question number four. We just read that as we rejoice, as we pray, as we offer thanksgiving to God, we receive his peace and our hearts and minds are guarded in Christ alone. What stops you from receiving this truth? What areas of pride, self-will, and self-deception do you need to crucify?
0: Question number five. How have you made an altar out of your circumstances? Where are some areas and or circumstances where you know you are more tempted to look for comfort, joy, or fleeting happiness in the things of this world?
1: And question number six, what is God asking you to do today by the power and work of his spirit to cultivate a life of rejoicing? Hmm. Have you simply taken the time to ask him for help? Thank you, Jesus, that in you, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And that we can rejoice always knowing that in all things, our father in heaven works for the good of those who love him. Would your name be hallowed and your will be done.
0: And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Well, that's it for now. This concludes Unhurried, the pace of grace. Thank you so much for tuning in daily this week and going on this unhurried journey in Christ with us. We are so humbled that you are here. Be sure to check back weekly on Mondays for new episodes as the Lord wills it. And if you would like to support this free resource, check out the link in the description of this episode. And if you feel led, we would love to hear from you in an email, DM, or a review on Apple Podcasts to hear what the Lord is highlighting to you through his word in each episode. And in the meantime, remember to love God, love his church, and faithfully build your foundation on him.
1: In Christ with prayers and love, feel like a mind the people's conversation,
0: with Travis
1: and Kyra Gold. Peace. See you next time.